For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And I think that game actually ended 4-0 in favor of Kaiser Chiefs. I asked the producer, Luyolo Mkalipi, just to pick one piece of commentary that we can introduce our guests with. And this is the one that he had to pick, Chiefs beating Pirates 4-0. This producer, eh? I think we need a change here. Eh? He must take, must go and leave for some time. Eh? Doesn't know where his bread is buttered. But anyway, our guest is here in studio, Unkabi. There has been so much reaction on social media ever since I posted that Dumila Mateza will be our guest on Flashback Fridays. Good evening, sir, and thank you for uh, joining us in studio right here on SAFM. Well, thank you, Tavi. So it's nice to be here. I, I don't even know how to introduce you, a commentator or retired commentator. Which one is it? Well, I don't know. I uh, depending on you, depending why you look at me. I'm still involved in broadcasting, albeit mm. mm. in the background. Did you officially though hang up the mic? Not necessarily. Uh, you grew up in a time when the, the should I say so, where the newsroom is being juniorized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Expand further. We have all the time in the world. <laughs> well, uh, people are quick to say that uh, you're too old now, you must step aside. I watched a very interesting and very... uh, I watched a video. Mm -hmm. It was on TV, not a video. It was on TV. A cricket commentator um, just skips the name, uh, just can't remember the Mm -hmm. name. He was 80 years old. Oh, yes, yes. He was retired. Retiring just recently. And he was given an honours lap where... At a cricket ground. Yes. Doesn't happen in South Africa, does it? I was about to say, I mean, if you look at most of the commentators, especially the cricket commentators, they're so old and they still have uh, so much to offer. So that's why I'm very surprised. You must see the commentators that are being said by the NBC to the to the Olympic Games. Mm. They're all over 60. Wow. And they have the history of the Olympic Games that they have in, in, their palm, in the palms of their hands. Well, I do understand, though, I, I was told in the, in the building, I've only been here for about a month, that you've been training commentators um, here at the SABC. Is, is that correct, firstly? Well, I, I've been doing that. It's an on and off type of thing. It's not mm. something that's being done every day. It's not an institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that's being done uh, f- from time to time. When somebody thinks, I've got to be doing something, then they say, okay, let's call Dumila to come and talk to our commentators. And uh, that's about, that's about what's happening. Mm. And, and, and what kind of knowledge do you try to impact uh, or to get across uh, when you do these classes? Or what do they well, entail? the important thing about doing commentary is uh, your tone, your your intonation, your your not only your intonation, but the 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 
the pronunciation of people's mm-hmm. names. Those are very important because if you pronounce somebody's name correctly, mm-hmm. a listener out there thinks that you know them personally. Mm-hmm. I used to remember when I was young, I was listening to Given Tlebe and Given would say when he refers to the... Uh, when he refers to this young man from Australia, then they were young then, Adi Onyana Magadatu Chapel. And I used to think he knows them personally. <laughs> he knows Yen and Greg Chapel personally. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you make, Mr. Dumila Mateza, of the current state of, com- of, com- of, of commentary and commentating in the country specifically? Well, I don't want to say, I don't want to be sound as if I am, uh, it's, it's sour grapes mm-hmm. or it's something that I still want to be there. In other words, uh, President Habumbege coined this beautiful term. I don't want to be seen to be ruling from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got that out the way. Uh, but I think it is, it is very important for people to read, 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 yeah. read, read. Yeah. That is very important because... If you know, so it doesn't matter whether you have a pack of research, but if you don't know what is in that pack of research, Mm. it means nothing to you. Mm. It means absolutely nothing to you. You must have some knowledge about what is in that pack of research, your own research that you do over and above the research that you are given by a researcher. Mm. And also, the important thing is follow events around the world. It is very important. And listen to your peers. It is very important to listen to your peers. Not only that, listen to other people from other parts of the world. It is very important. There's something we have in this, in this business where we say, couple of things. One of them is if they are still talking about you, in other words, if they are still criticizing you mm-hmm. as a commentator, then you must know they are listening to you. Uh-huh. When they stop criticizing you, they've given up. They are no more listening. Mm-hmm. The other beautiful thing about this game is something that I normally tell my, my, my students when mm-hmm. I do uh, training is in this game, why we, we, we emphasize the issue of intonation we say we normally say your voice must have light and shade okay that's what we normally say it must have light light and and shade and shade explain further (laughs) light and shade is your you must not be monotonous okay your voice must not must never be monotonous you must never sound as if you are reading from a paper or a book. Mm-hmm. You must never sound as if you've just been given information by the director or the producer. Mm-hmm. There's a very nice thing that I use at the opening of my uh, of my lessons mm-hmm. when I give these lessons. It's a quotation that was written by one Charles Fortune. Anybody who lived in the 60s and the 70s will mm-hmm. know Charles Fortune. Charles Fortune was the, one of the foremost commentators South Africa has ever had. He was oh. a school teacher from Grahamstown, came up to Johannesburg because he knew English. They wanted an English commentator and became a commentator. He One day he was writing a speech for a benefit function in mm-hmm. Port Elizabeth for one Graham Pollock. Oh. And he wrote and said, how do typewriter and mere words do justice to the beauty and magnificence of the Victoria Falls. That is what commentary is about. Commentary has to commentary has to explain the inexplicable. That is what commentary is about. 
Commentary is not about, I'm there, I'm doing a job, that's it, boom, I'm going to scream and shout and call names the way I want to call them. That's not commentary. How important is, is color? And I ask this because a lot of times recently you hear people, commentators, basically moving away from what's happening on the pitch and they tell you about so many things that are, that are happening but not related to the game. Is that what you call color? Not necessarily. Uh, let me give you an example of what color is. Mm. Uh, color is the kind of things I spoke to some radio commentators at a marathon in East London one time mm. where I had studied the route of the marathon. And I said, if you are two commentators on a radio shifts, one of you must concentrate on the race. One of you must concentrate on the heritage that the runners are passing through, uh-huh. the buildings they and, and places and talk about these places because those places are not there for fun. Mm. They are part of the color. I don't know whether you have listened to this uh, uh, European commentator who mm-hmm. does cycling. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. See, when the... The Tour de France. The Tour de France. Mm. When he describes the Tour de France mm. and describes those temples, those... Champs-Élysées. Yes. All those beautiful plains of Europe. And, and that is what Kala is about. Mm. Okay, I get you. Mm. And that's what I also thought Kala was, was about. <laughs> now, Mr. Dumila Mateza, please, um, I'm going to open the line shortly, 0891104207. If you have anything you want to ask Mr. Dumila Mateza or any comment or any memories, please uh, share with us. I'll read some of, of the comments coming in on social media. But Mr. Mateza, would you say that uh, the guys have it easier these days because of social media or is it harder because of social media because the news is already out there and everybody knows what's going on there was no well, social it could media be both ways time. could be both ways well we did have internet when we started mm. i remember one time we were sitting around because the only thing we were doing when we started we started off with boxing yes. funny enough and then we went to football and one day we were sitting in the office and uh the producer walked in and said, you guys, tomorrow you must go and pack because tomorrow you are going to Sun City mm-hmm. to go and do the Million Dollar Golf Challenge. Mm-hmm. You've never done the Million Dollar Golf Challenge, mm-hmm. never done golf before, but we had to go and do the Million Dollar Golf Challenge. There's mm-hmm. no internet. There's no information. You have to go to CNA, buy books, sit down and read, understand the names. There, there is something about many people of my Mm-hmm. Uh, people of my generation would, and people, the generation of today would tell mm-hmm. you when you say, no, this word is pronounced like this. Mm-hmm. And then he will say, no, no, no. They can't pronounce my name. Yes, A commentator yes, yes. can't say that. One of the things that, I, uh, that happened in, at San City, there was a Spanish player mm-hmm called Severiano Ballesteros. Yes. And if you mispronounce his name, he'll stop that interview there and then walk away. Ah. Because it is important that you must be able to pronounce my name correctly. If I say Sev Ballesteros, he's gone. (laughs) He's gone. He walks away. And it is very important that, for instance, there's there's a, we normally fight, excuse me, on TV Mm. with my, with my uh, colleagues. Mm. We, we fought over the name De Bruyne. De Bruyne mm-hmm. is, a, is a Belgian player who plays mm-hmm. in Europe somewhere, plays in, in England. Yes, Kevin. And because the English commentators say De Bruyne or something like mm-hmm. that, they say, no, that's how it's pronounced. No, this is De Bruyne, similar to our De Bruyne in mm-hmm. South Africa. Mm-hmm. 
similar to our the brain in South Africa. Now, is it Ivan Koza or Evan Koza? Well, because of the R, one of the most important thing. Ivan is a is is a European name called Ivan. You find it in Eastern Europe, okay. Ivan. But his name is spelled I R V I N. That's Ivan. Can be Ivan. Aha! <laughs> With an R, it's Ivan. The R. It makes it an oven. Okay. <laughs> Who are we to argue with, Mr. Dumile Mateza? Well, you say that somebody said, but that's how he calls himself, and I said he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> somebody says, can SABC Sport please give this veteran just one game of the World Cup, please? Just even a semi, we want him at the World Cup. Please feel free to call us zero eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Our SMS line four zero nine three eight. Our WhatsApp number zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. I know I've asked you to pick three sporting moments that you can educate the young ones on because that's what we use this slot for, and we're gonna get into that straight after the break. Sport on on SAFM. Okay, we've already got people calling in. Roxina in Midrand. Good evening. Thank you for calling us. Member, how are you? Okay, new member. Oh, member, do you remember? I remember when we were still growing up. Chinaga, we didn't know Toza, but we listened to commentary. So, <laughs> every time when we speak about Toza on Monday at school, I thought most of the players, they are saying in Kabi. Because back then, you know, players didn't write their name on the, on the back of the, the sure. shirt there. So then I would just say, no, you're fishing in Caribbean, in Caribbean, in Caribbean. Because I didn't understand, <laughs> but yeah, it was a guy coming to back then, my man. Yeah. And you didn't even understand Kosa. Nice one, Roxina. I didn't even understand Kosa. <laughs> Let's go to Lungisani in, in, in Queenstown. Lungisani, good evening. Evening, sir. How are you? Fine and you, Lungisani. Mr. Mateza is here. I'm- I'm good, but yeah, what I know, I mean, I grew up listening to Udada Umateza, no, Dada Undisha, the late Dada Undisha, may he is all resting this. Uh, Mr. Mateza, uh, I could be asking this question to a wrong uh, person. Ever since the dawn of democracy, we have never had a black Springbok captain. Could it be that our black players have a leadership quality deficit that makes them to be overlooked this for the armband of the green and gold? Or could it be that their skin color is the problem here. Thank you so very much. Nice, nice one. Nice and short there, Lungisani. Straight to the point. Over to you, sir. Well, I think we should be uh, wait for a a, uh, Springbok captain. We might have one tomorrow. Okay. We might have a Springbok, you know black Springbok captain you know we don't know. Well, that's that's the story that's making the round. Mm. That, uh, the uh, I think the. Uh, Ashwin Willemser thing actually mm. has created some stir in rugby and mm. I think tomorrow they might try. I don't know whether they'll be patronizing him. Mm. Uh Sia might be the Springbok captain tomorrow. Mm. And what are your views on this Ashwin Willemser saga that's been The Ashwin Willemser saga, I can understand how we felt to have been in the same position myself. I remember in nineteen ninety one yeah. I went to India with a cricket team, the yes. first tour out of South Africa after readmission. Mm. And uh, the, then the commentary was done on SABC One, which was TV One mm-hmm. at the time, which was English and Afrikaans or whatever. And there you are. We are sitting there with this match, this historic match in in Kolkata. Kapil Dev is bowling to Andrew Hudson, mm. and Kapil Dev was a medium pacer, yeah. and he puts the ball uh, short of a length, mm-hmm. and. 
Andrew Hodson doesn't know whether he should go forward go back. and play the ball or go back and play it on the back foot. Mm. And as he was hesitating, the ball nicked the bat and he was caught behind. And there's this commentator I was commentating with, the Afrikaans commentator, says to me, do you really explain that in your language? I said, goodness me, I came here to do English commentary, Ooh. not Corsa. <laughs> you know, those are the kind of mm. things we have to sit through all our lives. Mm. Uh, I remember one time we didn't even have a place to broadcast at oh. a, a place to broadcast at at the at the Wanderers when Ooh. in the old Wanderers when Ooh. it was still the old Wanderers when we arrived nobody expected us to be commentators oh. they thought we are coming to carry tea or there. something or work there wow. and when they saw us there they had to make space for us and uh, we were a, a hindrance rather than uh, something they could see that uh, these guys they want to teach the rest of South Africa how this game is played. Whoa. Well, you, you've already mentioned that 91 uh, tour, and I'm glad you, you touched on it. I mean, how historic was that? And, and what was the mood there with that squad going over? I think, was it led, who was it led by? Jimmy Cook? It was led by Clive, Clive Rice. Rice, Clive Rice. Clive Jimmy Rice. Cook was opening. Uh, Jimmy Cook was opening. Jimmy, the really? nice thing about Jimmy Cook. For Duck. Jimmy Cook used to play for Wurtz. He used to play soccer, fo- yes. soccer for Wurtz. Yes. And uh, he actually was a... The, the, the one thing about Jimmy is he never played Nuffield. Oh. And the one of the things people normally criticized him for is his, his stance, the way he was betting, uh-huh. was not the way you would be taught at Lords how oh. to bet. That's what people used to say. Uh, because they say he never played mm. Nuffield. But I don't know whether if people don't play. Because Graham Pollock, for me, was not a, uh, a, a, a batsman who was playing it according, mm-hmm. according to uh, how a batsman would play at mm. Lords. Uh, in other words, he would play Especially. not what the coach tells him to play. Yeah. And that's why we normally say, leave a, a kid to play the way he plays. Mm. Another player, for instance, I heard you earlier talking about uh, tennis. Mm-hmm. Another player who had a very bad way of playing uh, tennis was Steffi Graf. Okay. Steffi Graf had a With very all those bad titles. Way of the person who played perfect the way tennis should be played was John McEnroe. No way. John McEnroe. No way. Everything Jock McEnroe does. You know, the John expletives. Mc- if, if, no, forget <laughs> about Leave the expletives. Uh, John McEnroe, when he serves, immediately after serving, he goes to a backhand mode. Okay. Already. He, he, as the as arm is coming down, already he's on a backhand mode. And that's how a player should play tennis. 1992 Olympic Games, Barcelona. Uh, at the time in Barcelona, when we were... We left Barcelona, like how you say it. <laughs> like how you say it. We, when we left South Africa, there was a strike at the SABC oh. for months, for a month. There was a strike as we were preparing to go to Barcelona. And I remember uh, the, one of the uh, shop stewards said, your safety cannot be guaranteed if you are going to go to Barcelona. I remember at the time, the, uh, we haven't had our elections. The, SABC, the ANC is not mm-hmm. in power. They still... Uh, coming into the country, and we organized a meeting at uh, at Moasa mm. uh, with uh, Steve Chater, the late Steve Chater, and uh, one of the Bahad brothers, Aziz. Mm-hmm. And we had this discussion because we must be allowed to go to the Olympic Games because we are going to learn there and come back and impart that knowledge to others. And this meeting was not very nice. <laughs> Because the Moasa guys wouldn't buy any of that. Mm-hmm. So we left and we went to Barcelona. And on the, the, the nice thing is on the day we arrived, we got word that 
the strike is over <laughs> and oh. we were leaving nicer. We were happy and uh, <laughs> we w- could do our jobs without uh, thinking about what's going to happen when we get back. Mm. Well, if you've just joined us, we're speaking to legendary commentator Mr. Dumila Mateza uh, just about his career and just about some sporting moments uh, that stand out for him. You're welcome to join the conversation at any time on 0891 Our SMS line is 40938. Our WhatsApp number 061 And on the SMS line, Robin Mack says you're explaining such beauty in a commentary like Charles Fortune where the surrounds spectators and situations all part of the venue, describing it in a way visually for the listener to be a complete audio spectator. How's that? Audio well, spectator. Call Tabiso now. 0891-104-207. Now, Mr. Mateza, explain to us what kind of work or preparation goes um, into preparing for the Olympic Games. The Olympic is a multidisciplinary game. You do not send your commentator only does football to the Olympic Games. You're mm. wasting your time. You're wasting money. Mm. You should send somebody who can do athletics, soccer, mm. boxing, swimming, and everything else besides uh, probably rugby then. Mm. Now, although rugby is back in now yeah. as the sevens, the sevens, there's a great deal of preparation that you need to do, mm. even though these days... There, there is internet, you get everything online, you get the stuff online, but there mm. is preparation that you must do. One of that, some of that preparation is the history of the Olympic Games. History of the Olympic yeah. Games is such a marvel to read. Mm. If you, you, you follow the, uh, the, the Black Panther era, mm. when uh, John Smith and uh, somebody else, just forget the name, were sent back by the Americans from Mexico in 1968 because they went on to receive their medals and did the Black Power salute mm. to show what happens in America, despite the fact that when they get back, this is exactly what South Africa was going through. If you look at the at the at the at the, at the Vellum's story, oh, yeah. you remember if you were growing up in our time, there was a Sarkos, and Sarkos had that wonderful term, there can be no normal sport in an, an abnormal, abnormal society. society. And they also had something they referred to as a double standard resolution. You mm. couldn't even, if you're a member of Sarkos, you couldn't even go and watch a cricket match where mm. only whites are playing. That is how strict they were. The Americans demonstrated that. And you ask yourself, if South Africa was kicked out of the Olympics because mm. of apartheid, why would the Olympic Games not uh, come in on the side of John Smith and his friend were sent back by the Americans uh, uh, Olympic Committee to America after they did the Black Power salute. But I understand they got their medals back now. Wow. Like Muhammad Ali. I remember Muhammad Ali when he came back from Tokyo in 1960, mm. took his uh, medal and threw it into a river, into the Mississippi River because he was disrespected in America. Mm. But I understand later when they invited him to Atlanta to light the torch, they gave his med- his, him another medal. And those are the kind of things I could, that's why I say, mm. I could understand how Eshel Willems f- felt uh, on Saturday. Mm. Obviously, you're also well known in the boxing circles. And are you able to educate us here about a controversial fight between the late Atamayisela <laughs> and Jan Fulbrecht ending up in a technical draw? 
What happened there? Well, uh, we were at Sound City at the time. My sailor was the junior welterweight champion of South Africa, and Fallbrook uh, uh, was the welterweight champion. Mm-hmm. In other words, my sailor was taking a step up into another division to go yeah. and fight as a welter. And uh, my sailor was dominating the fight throughout. And halfway through that round, uh, somewhere in that fight, uh, Fulbright got a cut above the eye. Mm-hmm. And they kept on fighting despite this cut. Later in the fight, they would not come out of their corner, refused to come out of the corner. I think it was round five or uh, out of round five going to round six. Mm. They refused to come out of their corner. And the referee, I remember very clearly, a good friend of mine, Alfred Bukwana, didn't yes, know what yes, to yes, do. Yes, yes. And uh, the tournament supervisor at that tournament was one Stan Christodoulou. Mm. And Stan jumped into the ring and had a chat to Alfred Bugwana. And then they came out and they made an announcement that the fight is being declared a technical draw because the Fulbright camp were saying there was a head clash okay. somewhere mid fi- in the which fight. Which led to the cut. Which led to the cut. But they did not complain about it then when it mm. happened. But later they said this has happened. And then I stood up uh, and said, but this is not the thing that should be happening. This, there is no technical draw. Mm. But luckily enough, they called a press conference. I think it was a Rodney Berman uh, tournament. Okay. They called a press conference. And at the press conference, I asked them, give us an example cite an example of a technical draw from anywhere in the world and nobody could come up with an example and then uh, the uh, the late Leonard Neal stood up he was the match publicist tournament publicist he stood up and said yes there was a technical draw at the Rain Stadium when Martin Barnard was fighting Pete Krause for the South African Junior Heavyweight Championship because it was outdoors it started raining and the fight Ah. had to be called off and that fight was declared a technical draw and I stood up and I said that was a technical draw but tonight your decision smacks of racism did I got fired by the SABC for oh. that? <laughs> oh no, I didn't know that. I got fired from the SABC, and uh, I was in the wilderness for some time. Mm. And uh, and I said, when people ask me why do you fight this, I said, no, 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 it's their prerogative. If they think I'm not good enough, what I said was wrong. It is their prerogative. Wow. Two years later, I was called back and somebody said, no, I didn't take that decision. Somebody else took it. So come back. So I got back and I did. I think it was, I was supposed to come and do the golf commentary. There was okay. a, a tournament called the Mali Classic mm. and that was played out at uh, out next to Soweto. Mm. So I had to go and do this commentary and they called me back to come and do the commentary. <laughs> There's another story I want to tell you yes. quickly. And this yes. story is when we went in 1996, went to Atlanta. Mm. So we arrived in Atlanta. We first arrived in New York. We arrived in New York. We're told, get off the plane. Everybody gets off the plane, stand next to your luggage. We did this after we've done this. Get out of the plane, stand next to your luggage. We they told, get back into the plane. You can go now. And the oh. plane left for Atlanta. We arrived in Atlanta, we were not away. You know, when there's Olympic Games, there's 
uh, for the opening ceremony, there is a rehearsal. Which, yes. if you are going to accommodate, I was about to ask you about that. If you are going to accommodate on the rehearsal, you must be there mm. to see the rehearsal. What's happening? Yes. Mm. So we didn't know the rehearsal was on the day we are arriving. So we arrive, and we went to the rehearsal. After rehearsal, we went back to the hotel. So mm. I missed my colleagues by a whisker, and then I got lost. Mm. Completely lost. Right. I've just arrived in Atlanta. I have not changed any money. I know nobody here. I, it's dark. It's night. So I sit around here and I say, I don't know what am I going to do. And by sheer luck, something says to me, just walk down this road. I walk down that road, which goes past the Carter uh, Institute. Oh. And I went to the, and that road was leading me to the station. I got to the station. The police said to me, where are you, go where are you going to? I said, I'm from South Africa. I've just arrived. I don't know. where." They said to me, no, listen here. We're going to call a cab. And we're going to put you into that cab. Don't tell nobody that you don't have money until you arrive at your hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, if you've just joined us, we are reminiscing and going back in time with Dumile uh, Matez. I'm going to take the calls after this break. I can see there are people holding on. And we're going to go through those anecdotes and try to try and separate fact from fiction here because there's so many of them uh, going on. There's one that's so popular here on social media. People say, uh, well, they, they, they're all tweeting it. You have a great legend here. That's what Nkosekaya says. And then he says, Umonge Hula, Diamazukabi, Utata Kunemochari, Ebe Ipuchari, Ipuchari. We're going to try and determine what's fact or fiction after this break. This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. On Twitter, Masanda Mango says, the son of the soil, Dumila Mateza, is something else. A great teacher, best wine. SABC's Vatango Beni says, you have a legend in studio. I remember his voice broadcasting Barcelona, Olympics, 95 Rugby World Cup, many football matches. He's a well, he's a well of information and I enjoy debating with him because I live knowing more. Let's go to the lines. Regin Ndovu, SABC Zulu commentator. You have a question for the legend. Good evening. Good evening. How is it? Fun in you, Regi. I'm um, good, good. I'm going to tell you about Hi, Reggie. Good job. Yeah, I feel good job. Okay. Hey, no, first thing first, I just want to thank you because um, I remember before I started the commentary, I used to meet with you and you used to display PowerPoint for me and we used to go through our techniques, our tactics for commentary. And today I'm where I am because uh, you have a hand, you know, on, on what I'm doing. And secondly, I just want to ask Kuguchi, uh, how did you keep it going when people were throwing maybe negative comments about Umsebenz Wako? Like what motivated you more than anything else to Kuguchi? Nice one, Reggie. And I've got to tell you, I don't know you, I've never met you, but i got so many people asking me about you. Were you doing Barcelona Sundowns? Yes, yes. I, I, I had so many people that. asking me about you. They want to find out where on social media you are. They really enjoyed your commentary, uh, Reggie. Keep up the good work. Thanks a lot, my brother. Hold that, hold that answer. I want to take a second one. MZ Bangwa in Cape Town. MZ. Hello, MZ. Hello, hello. Yes, go ahead. Hello, hello. Can I say good evening to Dumile? Ah, uh, good evening. <laughs> hello, Dumile. <laughs> hello, guy. How are you, man? Yes, it's MZ, man. Zim, Zim, Zim. Oh, Long Z. time, no see, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you doing now? Where are you? 
Hey, yo, hey, yo, professor, the, the, the great professor, Detroit wants to see you as a teaching man. <laughs> I just wanted to say, uh, keep up the good work, man, Jumila, I love what you are doing, and uh, I'm wondering why these young children do not understand that you are still with it in the radio and TV as well. <laughs> we you, certainly man. see him on great TV. Great that you are doing, man, Jumila, I love uh, it. It's well that you are teaching now the young ones. That was beautiful, I was, I felt so ecstatic about the whole thing. Thanks, Thank thanks, Mzi. Let's get a last one from Arnold Rankoko, also a commentator. Black Mamba. Hey, Mamba. Yes, go ahead, Black Mamba. How are you? Okay, new. You know, uh, Baba, you have planted a seed in our life. Uh, some of us, we have learned a lot from you, being a young commentator. And we say, may God bless you and protect you. We have done a lot for for sport in general in South Africa, and uh, we keep on learning. We say, may God enlarge your territory, move you from the known to the unknown. God bless you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank Sounded you. like an obituary. <laughs> 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 thank you, adult, adult, Rankoko. Just a question, quick one from Reggie. How do you keep going even when people criticize you or, or there's negativity? It goes back to what I said. It doesn't matter what people say about you. As long as they are talking about you, it means they are listening to you. Yeah. When they keep quiet, then you must be worried. They stop. They've given up on you. Because it, uh, criticism builds sometimes. It builds a great deal. If yeah. you can take criticism, you must take it. You must have a thick skin. Take criticism. Go ahead and do what's best and what you think your viewers or your listeners want to hear. Now let's determine fact and fiction. Niamazotatalomfani. <laughs> Did that happen or not? <laughs> well, uh, it, it, it's funny where people get this thing of the mortuary and the butchery, and uh, uh. It, it's something that never happened. Yes, <laughs> Mongihula used to play for Bushbox. Yes, he yes, came yes. from Emambondueni, uh, he played mm. for Liverpool, Emambondueni, and uh, was taken by Bushbox. So mm. I used to say, I'm far as a flagstaff. I remember he, the owner of of Pushbox then in Umtata my job is to find out the background yes. I, used to, I used to look into the background of all players yeah. because one of the other things that I used to do is to look in the background of the referees mm-hmm. and the umpires because that's not their full-time job mm-hmm. it was not their full-time jobs then Still not. Uh, we, we, we have a great deal we were, uh, many people in South Africa, we're lawyers, we're commentators, good mm. commentators. We had a mm. judge from Cape Town who mm. was a commentator. Mm. Mm. Let's get through this one. Another one, fact or fiction. It's from Long Loaf and a Half on Twitter. Dr. Kumalo Peshia Pa. Unkabi, Usandok Chonumetric Yaki. Orlando High. Did that happen? No, 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 it never happened. What did happen, of course, is uh, one time we're doing commentary on a boxing tournament in which. Uh, Dingan Tobela was fighting. Oh, yes. We heard him last and, week. <laughs> and uh, we heard from somebody that the principal of Soweto Teachers College then, the today's uh, UJ in Soweto, used to be the Soweto Teachers College mm. because Dingan was doing a teacher's diploma there, said, you can't come back here. We can't keep you because you failed last year. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. Pashin Matangu, Fnega score a penalty. Now, 
Nah, people have a tendency. I don't, I don't know where they get all these uh, things they talk about because Bashan Machango one time was playing, uh, I think Chiefs were playing somebody in uh, in HMP Stadium. I think okay. they're playing Sundowns. Pirates yeah. are playing Sundowns. And Bashan was taking a corner. He didn't remove the corner, corner flag. <laughs> and he kicked that corner flag three times. <laughs> <laughs> so that really happened. What did happen? was, of course, a goal scored by Max Mapoyan. Mm. They, have a, they had a tendency, he players the Chiefs, to play the ball back yeah. out of the box and play it back to a player who was coming towards the ball. Oh. And the ball was being played, and I said, what a waste, what a goal! <laughs> because he played it back, and the, because the ball was far forward, and they played it back, and Mark scored. The, 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 what a goal! I've actually got that from Million Messi, <laughs> and he wanted you to actually say it as you were commentating it, and I think you've just done. He says... Back pass, Peshiapa, Ipola, Izana, Lankwanguano, Tabamoki, Dr. Kumalo. Oh, what a miss. No, it's a goal. <laughs> Is that the one? <laughs> well, that's that's the one. I think the goal was scored by Marks Mapoyan. Okay, great one, Million, million Nisi. Mr. Dumila Mateza, it's been a, an honor for us to have you here um, in, 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 in studio. We just thought we should call you here just to go back to the good old days and reminisce. But most importantly, I think give you the respect uh, that you deserve, sir. And I think you've shared some wonderful memories with us. It's been a great show. And, and we really thank you and appreciate you for coming through on SAFM. Well, thank you very much. It's uh, uh, what many people do not know. I used to work with your father. Your yes. father on radio, we used to work together. And we spent a lot of time together. I think you were still young by then. Your yes. sister had, yeah. uh, was uh, a little bit too, can understand. Yeah. And uh, we are, I, it's always a pleasure for me coming to talk to people about what we are doing, what mm. we are intend doing. But because presently I am busy writing my autobiography okay. called Talk is Cheap. <laughs> Ooh, nice one. Nice one. <laughs> Which could be out any time next year. Which means we'll definitely have you back in studio. And I think even for other conversations, I think we'll continue. We'll keep you as a friend of the show right here on SAFM Spot On. And that's it. Our time is up. My name is Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Luyolo. And thank you, Sylvester Komane. Up next, all the way, coming live from the 9th Tabombeki Africa Day lecture in Pretoria, will be none other than Lizette Khan. You don't want to miss that. Thank you.